of ours to bring in one guy? What is he, dusted? No drugs in the system. The doctor seems to feel there's some sort of brain damage. Shit, where they picked this guy up? The alleys where we're investigating those murders, sir. Coincidence? I don't believe in coincidence. Neither do I, sir. You're listening to Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode 254, for the week of Wednesday the 4th, January 2017. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... With me tonight are... With me... Well, I guess I'm the only one here. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, join me in our second part as I dive in-depth into a look at the Todd McFarlane Toys Spawn Action Figure Line. guys it's eddie here i am back again for another episode uh so like you would have heard in the intro this is part two of my retrospective breakdown of the entire mcfarlane spawn line so uh, i don't think you need to have listened to the first episode to listen to this one but uh for continuity's sake uh if you haven't it could be good it's episode 251 in our feed and i'll be picking up where i left off at the end of that episode but just before we get into it i did just want to do a little bit of housekeeping first of all happy new year to everyone out there this is the first episode i've recorded that will be going up in 2017 uh so i hope you all had a safe and well new year uh also just on the first part of my spawn retrospective i did want to give a huge shout out to all the people who gave me a lot of positive support and great feedback uh, on the episode. I was actually quite overwhelmed uh, by the amount of listener feedback I got on that one episode. Um, uh, in particular, I wanted to shout out a few guys over at Instagram, and that being The Bad Beard and The Dark Hearse. Now, The Dark Hearse, I believe, even ended up buying the Renegade Spawn figure after listening to this episode so i do apologize to anyone whose bank account might be hurt uh, by listening to me talk but uh, i definitely know that pain of listening to podcasts and then all of a sudden my credit card being used it's happened just when i've recorded with other people on this show not even uh, listening to a podcast on my ipod so uh, i definitely do feel that pain uh, i also did just want to like the rest of social media uh send my heart out to the fisher family who we've just recently learned that both carrie and debbie reynolds have passed away uh now i am a big musical theater fan so of course singing in the rain and uh, another albert brooks film's mother for debbie reynolds uh, definitely have places in my hearts but i mean as a geek um 
Well, all I can say is steal that line from episode seven and that she will always be royalty to me. So we will miss you, Carrie Fisher. Uh, but with that little bit of house cleaning done and out of the way, how about we jump right in and start looking at some spawn? And I've been loving doing this series. It's actually, uh, reinvigorated a lot of my love of spawn. I, in my little time off that I have at this time of the year, uh, managed to go through some boxes in my old house and get out some spawn figures. And I'm quite lucky because the very first series that we are going to be talking about here today is Spawn Series 19. And Spawn Series 19 has an incredibly uh, large place in my heart because it actually contains my favourite spawn figure of all time. But not only that, the entire wave is great. So for those that don't know, Spawn Series 19 is uh, a return to sort of the Dark Ages, uh, and not in terms of bad quality, but the Dark Ages uh, in terms of the time period that spawn figures have gone to. We've had at least two full waves of medieval set spawns in the past, but this one is based in a feudal Japan, which uh, isn't always a theme that resonates for me, but something about it really worked with Spawn. And I think what I really loved about this wave is they took a lot of the elements that are classic with Spawn and infused it with a bunch of Feudal Age characters. So uh, the first figure I'll look at here is the Lotus Angel Warrior that basically is the angels like Angela, but done in a geisha style. You also have another character that I love here called Dojo and he's sort of a pig monster, and he's the clown uh, character of this world. Now, uh, a pig monster played a big part in the Monkey King story as the villain. It was actually the basis of Ganon from the Legend of Zelda series, and it just works as sort of a character design here for Dojo. Now, Dojo actually transforms into a... Japanese dragon worm creature known as Jakku the Nightmare, which is this world's version of the Violator. So I love that they brought these elements into Spawn. We also do have some henchmen enemy uh, for the Spawn to fight, and that's the Jekyll Assassin and the Scorpion Assassin. And both of these figures are uh, tremendously well done, which I'll get to in a sec. I particularly love the Scorpion Assassin. He's got a removable helmet uh, and a really Really great uh, face sculpt under that removable helmet that's almost taken directly from old Japanese artwork itself, but done in a modern style that's just really uh, quite brilliant. Now, I hadn't really thought about this before doing this episode. Uh, I've just always known these characters as the Scorpion and Jekyll Assassin, but I haven't done any research into it. But I was thinking Scorpions and Jekylls aren't necessarily uh, too well-known or common or native uh, to Japan uh, as far as my understanding goes. So uh, I don't know where their names come from. Now, I could be completely wrong. Japan could be overrun with Scorpions and and jackals, but it's not necessarily something uh, I've come across too often. Now, you might have noticed I have been leaving a certain figure off the table here, and I'm going to get to him right now, and it is my favourite spawn figure uh, that McFarlane have ever made, and it is Samurai Spawn. 
And this guy is tremendous. Now, I could be wrong. I believe the sculpting of him was actually done uh, by Gene St. John, uh, and it is tremendous work. This guy is covered in a little intricate detail, the sort of a worm dragon where you'd normally have the pauldron foot on the spawn. There's so much paint articulation going on. It's incredibly insane. He has sort of this great Japanese demon monster mask. Doesn't really have that classic spawn black and white eyes, but he's got the green uh, light coming through on the eyes there. Now, what's incredible about this spawn figure is that he is actually heavily articulated. Now, that's something we're going to be going away from in the Spawn series pretty much from here on out, but uh, this guy definitely doesn't suffer from it. He has some incredible articulation, and what's really cool is pretty much all the articulation on him is hin uh, hidden in the armour. So uh, where the different plates of the armour overlap is where his articulation is hidden. But he's also got some fur parts to him that's a bit of mixed media, which normally I'm not a fan of, but they really work here because they actually do work in covering up other parts of his articulation, such as the butterfly joints on his shoulders. And one thing that I really like, it's always hard to put into terms when reviewing action figures, but the presence that this figure has is just incredible. He comes off like he's angry, like he's powerful, like you could put him up against any other action figures, and if they were real characters meeting, you know this guy would be a threat and he'd be dangerous. He has a really nice uh, Japanese-inspired design sword, but it also takes elements from a medieval broadsword, and you could just see that this guy... He's going to do some damage if he's coming at you. Now, he does have some spawn elements in him. I did touch on the green eyes. He's also got uh, the M-shaped design on his chest, which I just recently learnt uh, in reading a recent spawn comic. That's actually a map of the underworld. So there's a little spawn trivia for you. And probably the main factor in giving away that this guy is spawn is he comes with the skulls both uh, up on his collarbones and one just above his pelvis there. And at this time, the spawn skulls had sort of these wide branching cheekbones uh, in their design and the samurai spawn definitely has some of the biggest cheekbones uh, you'll see. But I do absolutely love this figure. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I do recommend pulling your phone out of the pocket and giving him a bit of a Google now because he is an absolutely tremendous figure. He would quite possibly be in one of my favourite top 10 figure lists of all time. I'd be very shocked if he didn't make it in there. This guy is fantastic. And like a personal note, I do remember buying this guy from a very new store franchise that had started popping up. Uh, I actually haven't mentioned the year that we're in uh, kicking off this episode, which is 2001. Uh, I was 15 years <laughs> young uh, at the time, just allowed to start seeing uh, M-A-rated uh, uh, movies, which I was very excited about, uh, but still wasn't above going to a shopping centre with my nan, and I do remember purchasing uh, this Spawn figure and being quite proud because I'd just gotten a job at my local Safeway at the time, and he was my very first purchase with money I'd uh, legitimately earned working at the time, and 
uh, he will always have a soft spot uh, in my heart for that. Just my memories of my nana, who's now passed, uh, taking me to a shopping centre and also buying something with some hard-earned money. Uh, little did I realise how much I would be doing that in my future life. But a uh, great figure uh, to purchase uh, with my recently earned money there. Now, coming out of this wave, uh, it's safe to say I was very hyped about Spawn in this era. I was going back and buying a lot of the back issues of the comics. I loved this samurai wave, even the classic wave that I talked about at the end of last episode I was a big fan of. So you could just absolutely imagine uh, young teenage Eddie's delight when I learnt that the next series of Spawn were returning to some absolute classic characters that I'd missed back in the day. So uh, this was one of the first times I remember actually somehow I'd gotten my hand on like a McFarlane preview catalogue or maybe they're advertised somewhere else. I think it might have been uh, an EB Games had a previews catalogue and had shown me these figures because this was the first time I had actually pre-ordered a figure, and it was uh, Spawn 6. And it's also one of the uh, first times I started to deal with a bit of disappointment uh, in some Spawn figures, which is the figure that I ordered, Spawn 6, uh, in the image, he had the mask on and he was carrying two massive cool guns, which I was uh, very excited about getting this version of the character. Now, oddly, he is missing the cape. There's no real reason why he's missing the cape here, uh, but I didn't care. I was excited to get sort of a proper spawn with that uh, proper mask, and he looked like he had some uh, basic articulation going on, but it was the new hyper-detailed, and I, I was ready for this. And then I got this figure in hand, and he was both surprisingly brilliant and disappointing at the same time. I was disappointed because he didn't actually come with the mask on, at least in the figure that I received. It did turn out that uh, there was uh, variations on this figure. One does come with the mask on and carrying guns. But the one we received down here in Australia at Electronics Boutique came with the mask off and the hamburger head which was disappointing because that's the way uh, I had a lot of my spawns uh, back then and I was trying harder to get more ones of Al Simmons with his mask on. But he came with some really cool accessories, which was Angela's bloody sword and the decapitated head of Mal Bolger. Now, spoiler alert for an old comic, just recently, around the time of these figures release in the actual Spawn comic, you'd had issue 100 where Spawn and Angela journey into the depths of hell and actually kill uh, Mal Bolger right after Mal Bolger manages to kill Angela uh, by stabbing her with her own sword, and then Spawn takes the sword and decapitates Mal Bolger, and you get his decapitated head uh, that has his hair strung up in a way that Spawn can hold his head in bloody victory, and it's an amazing design. You sort of see all the little veins and throat pieces coming out of the back of his head where it's cut. His mouth is open, sort of drooling his green blood onto the ground that's pooling. And it's actually where the blood's drooling out of his mouth and 
dripping in and pooling on the ground that actually creates a bit of a stand uh, for that decapitated head, which is really cool. And the amount of paint and design work on that decapitated head uh, is in has more paint on it than most waves of figures uh, these days. So it is really cool design, but I was a bit disappointed to be getting that uh, hamburger head design at the time but there were a lot of other really cool figures in this wave so we got an update to the violator we got an update to overt kill we got a new medieval spawn uh, we had uh, domina uh, which is another one of the angel characters and we also got a new clown and this clown if i had to pick the best clown figure that uh, appears in the spawn line it's hands down this one uh, so he's just got a lot of weight to him he's got his gut bearing out he's got a nice jacket on he actually has probably some of the best articulation uh, of any of the clown figures which uh, generally are lacking in a lot of articulation uh, his legs are still fairly solid but you can move him at the boots he's got some nice uh, ball jointed shoulders and some cuts in the arms and the wrist and there's just something about him that's nasty he's holding a rat and comes with a blade and has a nice sort of spawn uh, image on his back and there's just once again some nice detail and paintwork going on him here the medieval spawn is also some really nice updating is much more uh, medieval in design we're just about to get to Lord of the Rings in movie cinema and you start looking for more leather work and pieces like that in your uh, sort of old knight figures and it definitely comes across here and the Violator is just sort of that nasty demon design and he's holding a little heart in his hand, which uh, you just assume there's some sort of evil backstory here. And what was cool about this wave is it was based on the artwork of the artist working on Spawn at the time. He'd actually been working on Spawn for a while. I believe he's actually done more issues of Spawn than Todd McFarlane himself. Uh, at the time... He had a bit of a name to him in comics in the 90s, but he drifted off into a little bit more obscurity as he worked on Spawn longer and longer. Uh, but his name is Greg Capullo, who a lot of action figure collectors are probably familiar with now because he's also received another series of figures based on his artwork over at DC Collectibles with their Batman line for his recent awesome Batman run. Uh, so between uh, this wave and a lot of other waves of Spawn figures that uh, we'll be getting to soon and those Batman figures, he might be one of the top artists in terms of getting action figures based on on his designs and oh boy they do translate well i do love a bit of my poppy capullo uh in plastic form now despite minor disappointments in the spawn figure that i received this was an absolutely fantastic wave i mean i really didn't even touch on the overkill uh when i saw the images of him i thought he looked like a cool figure but when you actually saw him in in hand he wasn't on a blister card he was a large boxed figure which just really worked for that character it was a fantastic design they even uh gave him the old parking meter that he came with in that original figure back in wave one all smashed up and in some great detail so uh it was an impressive way in lots of ways but then we got to series 18 and <laughs> It's uh, safe to say I did not pick up any of Series 18, and I was rather disappointed with it. Series 18 was a gimmick wave, and it was known as Interlock Spawn, and it was a bunch of sort of robot 
designs that connected together and made a bigger robot. And it just didn't do anything for me. I mean, it's basically a combiner from Transformers where the robot designs don't uh, form up into cars. Now, you can get some great sculpts on these guys. They, I'm not going to complain about the sculpts at all. They are glorious, but... One thing is, when you have a bunch of mechanical characters like this, they all sort of look the same. Uh, so if you were to show me these figures individually out of packet, I wouldn't be able to tell you which ones which. They had some terrible names too, like TS, RL, RA, LL. took me years to realise that these actually meant like left leg, right arm, left arm, uh, interlink six, which is sort of the middle uh, body there, HD for head uh, when it forms through and there just wasn't a lot of things very spawn about them this would have been better as like maybe even an offshoot McFarlane line than putting it in the spawn line but maybe they thought it would sell more uh, with spawn on the title but uh, very disappointing and as I mentioned I actually didn't pick up any of these in the end. Now you did have some cool things coming out from the spawn collector club we actually got our first comic base Jason Wynn figure who's a major villain uh, in the spawn universe we had got the Martin Sheen version in the movie movie line but this was the first comic based one uh you got a new version of that fantastic spawn 4 figure where he's coming with all sorts of uh green colors rather than the red giving him that more commando feel uh there was some updates to the reanimated spawn the heap uh and a new gold version of the creature coming out and they also did an accessories pack for the samurai uh, wave which is fantastic now i uh, unfortunately didn't get to pick this up but uh there were some cool extra mask pieces and some weapons and swords and uh some uh sort of flags that the samurais would wear on their back there in the background as they marched off to war so uh some really great pieces there coming from the collector club and that moves us into 2002 now 2002 kicked off with uh what I'd say most people would argue is the greatest Spawn figure of all time. And I unfortunately don't own it. It goes for a ton on eBay. And it actually wasn't released as part of the Spawn line. It was released as part of the Image 10th Anniversary wave of figures, which is kind of scary now to think about because Image is almost 25 years old uh, as I'm recording this. So... Uh, it's weird to think that this wave uh, is actually older than Image was at the time of its release because it still feels like a new wave to me. Uh, but for the Image 10th anniversary wave, you had figures based off the initial Image launch books. So obviously Spawn, uh, but you also had Savage Dragon... Cyberforce and Shadowhawk. Now, there were some missing here. There were reasons for that. Wildstorm, uh, I believe at this point, had by now separated and gone to DC, so that's why you're probably not seeing any Wildcats figures here. You also don't see anything from Youngblood uh, at this time, and I believe that's because Rob Liefeld had a bit of a falling out uh, around this time with the other image creators creators allegedly uh, i should definitely say allegedly uh which is why you might not see a bad rock uh, or chapel there uh now the 
other three figures that aren't Spawn were very much uh, the statue versions of action figures, but they went fully deluxe with the Spawn, and he was uh, heavily articulated and came with lots of chains. He's got a big cross display piece. Even the cape is articulated. Now, his design is based off the very first Spawn costume, where he's got the red under the whites of his chest and the red gloves doesn't have that big pauldron boot. And he is a beautiful-looking figure. Uh, now, he was quite hard to come by. I actually never saw him at retail here in Australia. I definitely did see every other figure uh, in this wave because every other figure in this wave tended to be a peg warmer, uh, but he definitely flew off the shelves, which is a shame because this was the figure I was actually waiting for uh, all that time. Hyper detailed, great articulation, and that classic Spawn design uh, with the mask uh, with the white designs on it. And uh, I was never able to get it, and unfortunately he goes for an absolute ton uh, on eBay, but uh, I live in hopes of one day uh, stumbling across him at a reasonable price. Coming aside from that, our first Spawn release of this year uh, was one that did touch a little bit back to my love of the Samurai Spawn, but didn't quite hit it in the same way. I was sort of moving off into a couple of other different lines. Marvel Legends had just started kicking off Spider-Man Classics uh, had gotten going a bit at this time. I was starting to focus more attention into other collector lines. We also had ones I'd almost forgotten about now, like uh, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, and uh, you had Star Wars, Attack of the Clones uh, starting off, but I do remember liking some of these ones here. So it was Spawn Series 22, and this was based in a Viking era, uh, the whole wave. So we had Valkyrie, we had a Dark Raider, who's sort of a guy with sort of an antler horns on. We had Skull Splitter, which was the bad head villain of the wave. He's a very dark knight with a sort of uh, ram's head horn coming on and a big broadsword. We had Bluetooth, that's sort of your classic Viking-looking uh, bearded Caucasian guy with a big mallet. We had Berserker the Troll, who's sort of got that uh, wolf skin covering up with the head of the wolf uh, peering on his head, which is a really cool design. I really like Berserker the Troll. And we have Spawn the Blood Axe, which is the Viking Spawn. Now, he's got uh, some nice bits of articulation on him, not as good as the Samurai Spawn, but I do actually really like the design of him. But uh, there's actually two versions of him in this wave. The second version's a deluxe one, and that's Spawn the Blood Axe and Thunderhoof. So it's Spawn on a horse, which is actually really cool. Now, the difference here is a bit of paint, and he also comes with a more uh, helmeted head that covers uh, the face over and it's a bit more spawnish on this one so if you do get a chance uh, I think that the deluxe one on Thunderhooth is the better one uh, but only narrowly I do still quite like uh, the regular release version where he's uh, got a helm exposing uh, his sort of hamburger face 
uh, there. Now, a lot of these Vikings do have horns on their head, which uh, I'm not even going to touch on. We all know that uh, fact now and where it actually falls in history, but uh, definitely some great design work going on on these guys. Moving on to Series 21, and, oh, I've actually realised I've had my notes uh, backwards here. Uh, so, 20... One, actually, this wave came before uh, the Viking one. So apologies there uh, to anyone uh, who's OCD about uh, order. But uh, So this wave actually came before uh, the Viking wave, so it's just the way my notes have gone uh, with it. So Series 21 uh, is Spawns of Other Worlds. And this is where we get some really classic spawn designs emerging out of, but it's also where we're getting some of that mixed statue starting to uh, really set in in the line. First off, uh, we have Wings of Redemption spawn. Now, this spawn that is actually based off uh, a cover issue, and it's spawn, but he's got like proper angel wings, like feathered angel wings. And it's a really uh, powerful image and a great design and a really nice sculpt on the figure, but uh, not a lot of articulation. He's just got some basic cuts, but uh, because of the hyper detail in the design, it doesn't look right when you do move them. Uh, we have a new she spawn uh, that's very much based off uh, the original figure, but it uh, is lacking that articulation, but the detail is much more hyped on it. We have Ravenspawn. Now, Ravenspawn became a very popular design. They're going to go with this design a lot. And it's almost a spawn in an executioner's mask. And it is actually really cool. I quite like this guy. Now, I'm not too sure what the backstory behind him is. This wave's meant to be just spawns of different alternate realities. But uh, I do like to think of this guy being almost that uh, Black Plague uh, Eris Spawn, who's almost a spectre of death, but uh, definitely not the last we're going to see of Raven Spawn. We have a Pirate Spawn uh, that's uh, based off sort of the pirate. He's got the bandolier cap on, he's got a hooked hand, and uh, it's just a very sort of simple design of a pirate there. But uh, this was kind of before Pirates of the Caribbean had kicked off pirate craze again and it's uh very cliche but uh definitely another design that they will use again and we got a new alien spawn which looks nothing like the old uh alien spawn and for me this guy always looks more like an alternate version of mel bolger or uh one of the brothers there he just doesn't really have anything alien uh actually about him in my mind like maybe the closest alien i could think of is pumpkin head but uh that's just me maybe the the sculptor had uh, uh, switched it over by making a mistake at Movie Maniacs and they chucked it in here. Uh, instead, I never get Alien uh, off this guy, but uh, that is his name. Uh, now, we do also have the Collector's Club still going strong here. Uh, we got a Lotus Angel Warrior repaint. We've got a Hellspawn biker chick, uh, which is just a bit of uh, gratuitous TNA on a figure, personally. I was never a fan of the biker chick uh, character. You had a Revolutions 2-pack released of the first Spawn figure, 
and Spawn 5. Uh, now, a really cool behemoth piece you had was Urizen, uh, who was a character who appeared in the issues leading up to 100, and he's basically a giant demon Godzilla, but uh, a cool, uh, one of the coolest Spawn stories, uh, Urizen, so uh, I can understand why they wanted to represent him in plastic form. And for San Diego, you also had a chrome version of Spawn the Blood Axe. So from there, we're leaving 2002 and coming into uh, 2003. Now, kicking off 2003, we had a wave of figures that jumps out of the number uh, waves of Spawn and was sort of its own little offshoot. And actually really liked uh, this idea of the offshoot and it's called Spawn Reborn and the idea was they would take uh, Spawn figures from the past, uh, slightly remould them in some cases, give them new paintworks and release new figures out of them. Basically what major toy companies do today just to release a basic uh, wave, but uh, in McFarlane's case it was its own special design to reuse a sculpt. And it was a great way to get some figures back in the hands of collectors. Uh, but there were some cool things here. Now, I actually... Part of the reason I like this first wave is I actually found them dirt cheap at a a comic store that's still around today, uh, Collector's Edge in Mooney Ponds. They had these guys, like, really... I think it was, like, $50 for the wave, which was just unheard of uh, at the time. They must have come across a bunch of them in a buyout. I don't even know if I actually got them in 2003 or if I got them in 2004, but... I. I think it was 2003, because I think I was actually looking for McFarlane Matrix Reloaded uh, figures at the time, because for some reason the orangeness that was on the packet is standing out to me with those Matrix Reloaded McFarlane figures. But uh, they they are some great ones. So we have the Wings of Redemption spawn, which I just talked about, but here he's released with bat-like wings rather than uh, the angel wings. And I actually... I slightly prefer this guy better with the bat wings. I might be biased there, but uh, it actually has a great spawn uh, look to it. Uh, probably my favourite of the wave, which is the Redeemer. And he was interesting because while the other ones are more newer sculpts, he was going right back to that 90s uh, Redeemer sculpt, but he's done in the blue and green colours, which uh, is kind of the more associated look for Redeemer. So it was good for them to go back and uh, touch on this character here again. They also added some chains to him uh, that were really cool. Uh, so I was kind of excited as someone who missed out on some of those earlier waves as a kid as a chance to get him back here. So uh, definitely my favourite of the wave uh now another close one to the top of my favorites is the update to the raven spawn and this guy's just given like it'd be hard to tell the difference between this one and the original but he's given slightly more spawn colorings there's hints of red and uh little touches of white there so i actually prefer this guy over the original one just because uh there's that little bit hint more of spawn to him now we have dominia again but this time uh she's been made into a african-american uh woman in the design uh but she is a lovely designed uh piece here and i'd missed out 
on her from that original Classics Wave, so I was happy to get her here uh, in this version. We also got a, another release of the Curse of the Spawn 2. This time, though, instead of having bat wings on this guy, because we've already got a figure in this wave with bat wings, uh, he was given a more tattered red cape and uh, a bit more of a nastier burnt skin uh, look to him and darker colour on the uh, bone armour pieces that are coming across. And uh, he was a character that I did like, but he's one I would have preferred them see uh, them touch up the Series 8 Curse of Spawn rather than the Series 2 Curse of Spawn. And the other figure that's close to my top uh, here with Raven Spawn and the Redeemer is uh, the clown figure. Now, this guy is uh, really cool. I think the reason he's not the top one is they went just that touch uh, overboard with his repaint. They gave him a couple of, like, uh, tattoo markings on. Particularly, he's got Boo written on his belly where it's coming over his too small uh, shirt. And I think that's just a little bit touch too much. But <laughs> what was really cool here is uh, rather than give him the blue face paint, the painted him with an evil jack-o'-lantern uh, face, and something about that really works uh, with the clown, and I, I quite like this guy. He almost became another character in my collection, like he was the human form of Vandalizer or Vertebraker or something, another brother of the clown uh, through there, but I, I do really like uh, most of the paint choices they made in updating him. It's just come some of the little just black marking texture mark tattoos they put on his skin uh just lose me that little bit that he's uh not off there on in terms of being uh one of my favorites uh now we also did get another weird reimagining of spawn line this way rather than being of alternate worlds this was sort of like an alternate spawn series uh story design this one i remember slightly being a bit off the rails <laughs> for Spawn. I don't remember too many collectors being infused about the theme, but there is definitely some amazing sculpts and works going on here. But uh, once again, these are very much uh, mixed statues as the term. Uh, would go. We're not going to be talking a lot of articulation, but some really great sculpts and design. And to be honest with you, going for a mixed theme, I don't think they really captured what the story was. So uh, in this way, we have a new version of Mal Bolger that kind of looks like Mal Bolger crossed with the dogs from Ghostbusters, plus an extra huge mouth on top of his head in extra lines. We got another Angel Warrior with Lilith. We had a new character here called Quinn that's kind of like a conjoined twins character. We have the spawn of this world that's a spawn meets Mel Bolger kind of design. Now, what's interesting about this design is that years later in the comic, Spawn actually kills himself and a new character named Jim Downing takes the place of Spawn. And a few issues in, you actually get the reveal that Spawn didn't necessarily die, but he took Malbolger's place in hell from when he killed him back in issue 100. And that design seemed to echo this design here. Now, if you're wondering where that story went, we're still actually waiting to kind of hear, because that was part of Image United, which was a comic series that got about three issues in, and all the image creators were drawing their different characters in together as a big crossover of 
event, and they never actually finished. I think it was going to be eight issues in the end. They got three out, and then that was kind of it. Uh, and they've left a lot of it still a bit of a mystery, even though Al Simmons is back as the main Spawn now in the books. Uh, not all of it's been resolved, and part of it's this design of Spawn. Uh, so it is interesting that they did seem to come back to this design uh, of this alternate reality uh, demon Spawn, but uh still still don't know the full story uh behind him here and we also get another al simmons figure that's like a zombie version uh of al simmons wearing like a world war ii uh style uniform now some really great uh design and works going on here but uh, i didn't actually pick up any of these uh as a kid i just had no interest or affection on these ones i definitely like held them in the store and looked at them in details and was very tempted by the malbolger spawn but uh just didn't actually cross over into sales coming up into the next series though 24 this is where the mixed statue stuff started working for me a little bit more and it's where they went you know what, Spawn's our main character, he's the one that sells, let's just give a lot of Spawn. So these were Spawn, uh, this wave is uh, based on Spawn covers, and they picked some great ones here. So we had uh, Spawn from 109, which is a very sort of classic Spawn huddled up in his cape, uh, Spawn from 88, which is a hamburger head sort of screaming out. Uh, we had probably the oddest one of this wave, which is Spawn off issue 64, that's him in sort of a Navy SEALs um, aquatic... <laughs> it's almost like a water attack or a deep sea <laughs> spawn variant figure. Probably the most popular out of this wave is Santa Spawn, based on the cover from issue 39. And it's a spawn wearing a Santa's cap and carrying a bag with what appear to be skulls inside. Uh, I did touch on this spawn in... Uh, the episode I did uh, two episodes ago where I was counting down some of the best Christmas action figures. That's uh, this guy right here, and he's a great uh, one that uh, you definitely see uh, a lot of people searching for around Christmas time. Uh, we have Spawn based on issue 34. That's a sort of a lunging out Spawn. We have Spawn based on the issue of Hellspawn number one, uh, which is a interesting offshoot of the Spawn comic book series where they kind of went back and it's, it's almost Ultimate Spawn. And what's weird about it being Ultimate Spawn is that it was written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, but the artwork design here is actually by name familiar to uh, action figures collectors and that's ashley wood so the figure definitely does take a lot off the ashley wood uh design uh here and yet it really does uh read as being ashley wood's artwork they even colored it the same there's a lot of sort of grays and oranges that uh is used in his artwork but yeah some really great piece there uh, and we had another deluxe figure in the Dark Ages Spawn Lord Covenant uh, from issue 23 of him riding on a horse. And it's almost a Deathstalker-esque uh, <laughs> look going on here uh, to this design. Uh, really great uh, piece on that one. And this is where I think they started getting people back and winning them over into this mixed statue area where some of these uh, really iconic images coming out. Now, the Collector's Club wasn't moving as much uh, this year. You had a Spawn 
though, based on the cover 98. And this one actually reuses a lot of pieces from that 10th anniversary spawn. Uh, I actually don't hear this guy get mentioned a bit, and I think it's because he is uh, a hamburger head spawn. He's not a mask version head spawn, so I think if people are looking for an articulated spawn, they still lean towards that 10th anniversary one but he does uh, have a slightly more modern uh, outfit so no red gloves no red under his uh, white m on the chest there so he could be a good alternative if you're looking for just a solid spawn in your collection but uh, once again it is that hamburger head look which is a great look it is iconic to spawn and this is something we keep coming back to in both these episodes of uh, debate and man if you they could get an articulated spawn out there with a swappable head uh, I I think that's it that they've done they can just go home after that now we also had a two-pack now this two-pack is actually extremely uh controversial not to the buyers but uh the people behind the scenes and it's spawn it's based off the a uh, spawn six design the one that i was disappointed uh with that i had pre-ordered uh it's him with a masthead no cape uh and he doesn't have sort of that spawn had little squiggles on his shoulder when he had the masked head, but not on uh, the unmasked head. So he uses the unmasked head's uh, arm. But it's actually a two-pack, and it's the figure that he comes with that's quite controversial. And it's Miracle Man. Now, if you don't know the history behind Miracle Man in the comics, uh, <laughs> it's a whole podcast uh, onto itself. Uh, explaining his history and why he's controversial. And I'm sure there are many comic book podcasts that have done it. But uh, the quick footnotes version is that in the UK, they were printing uh, Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam comics that were very popular at the time. DC sued the original publisher of those Captain Marvel comics for his likeness to Superman, uh, which was Fawcett Comics. Fawcett Comics had to stop publishing those Shazam slash Captain Marvel comics. So the British company that was republishing those comics uh, just kept going with their own original character that was basically Shazam called uh, Marvel Man. Now, Marvel Man continued uh, for quite a few years. He sort of dropped on and off. Uh, eventually, he had to change his name to Miracle Man for fear of being sued by Marvel. And there was a young British writer that started to do uh, some really great work on the title uh, when it was with Warrior Magazine and eventually became its own book. Uh, and his name was Alan Moore, which you're probably uh, familiar with as being one of the greatest comic book writers of all time. Alan Moore had a very impressive run on the comic. It got a lot of publicity. By some, it's considered to be one of the greatest comic book runs of all time. When he left, there was another creator uh, who would be quite familiar to a lot of people as well, called Neil Gaiman, who came on the book. Now, he unfortunately didn't get to finish his run uh, because the book did finish up and it entered a little bit of legal limbo uh, where the rights were purchased by one Todd McFarlane. At least that's what Todd McFarlane thought. Turns out there were a lot of different people claiming to have ownership over the brand. Uh, Miracle Man ended up with a bit of court battle 
including uh, Neil Gaiman and Todd McFarlane going to head to head uh, in one of these lawsuits. Uh, now, if you remember correctly, Neil Gaiman had actually created uh, Angela. Uh, which is why you will notice Angela uh, has stopped being mentioned despite being one of the more popular uh, Spawn uh, characters uh, in this line and even got killed off in issue 100. Because Spawn is an independent comic, uh, <laughs> rights issues were brought uh, up in terms of if he has another creator uh, work on the book, where do the rights of the character fall? And all these other things that uh, people were still learning in the early days of days of image uh, because really independent comic books weren't getting action figures and things like this uh, at this point so <laughs> there was a, a lot of big uh, legal moving and shaking going on at this time uh, but Todd was convinced that he had the rights to Miracle Man and so at this point he released a figure of uh, Miracle Man, uh, but I believe uh, this was a San Diego Comic Con piece. I could be wrong. At least it might have pre- premiered at San Diego Comic Con. I'm not saying any footnotes to it, but uh, that's the way I remember it uh, being. And uh, he was meant to come out uh, as a solo figure in a line, but it didn't actually end up happening. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit of a moment. But, uh, yeah, definitely an interesting figure and one of the few figures of uh, Miracle Man. So if you're not a Spawn collector but you're a fan of Alan Moore figures, uh, it's pretty much that Miracle Man. So uh, definitely uh, keep an eye out for that on your eBay uh, search list as you're heading forward there. But, uh, yeah, definitely an interesting piece of uh, comic book uh, legal law that ended out there in the action figure world uh, being brought into it. Now, the next series of figures, once again, ran with the cover theme. So this was Spawn Series 25, and there were some great ones in here. We have uh, Spawn based on the cover of 95. Now, if you have ever Google image search Spawn, this would probably be a classic image that comes up a lot. Spawn, uh, he's standing in front of a fiery backdrop, and he's sort of pulling the cape vampire uh vampire style over his face in a very stoic manner um very basic but he's a great figure he's once again if you're looking for a very basic spawn to have on your shelf uh this one is uh definitely up there uh so we also have in this wave based on covers redeemer uh, based on the cover to 117, and it's him with sort of more angel wings rather than a cape coming out, but a uh, very cool uh, design to him there. We get another one based off Hellspawn, which is a more flowing cape and big gun, but once again, that very Ashley Wood uh, style design. We also get another Ashley Wood design, but instead of being regular spawn, this is based off the Raven spawn with that sort of executioner's helmet look that's really cool. Now, uh, we also touch upon the creature known as Creech. Again, uh, the Poppy Kapulu uh, character, so an update of that figure uh, based on Creech number one. Uh, comic which is really insanely cool and detailed and this guy was actually a uh, big box 
uh, guy. He wasn't on the regular card. He's so massive and behemoth. Uh, but probably the standout figures uh, in this wave are based off uh, Ashley Wood once again. And it is a two-pack of Sam and Twitch. And it's glorious. It's just two guys wearing suits. Sam's actually sitting on a stool at the time, but it just... So much of their characters echo out through here. Sam's just got a big, massive gut. Uh, Twitch is standing there all thin, but has these massive gun uh, revolvers with uh, really long barrels. It's almost the gun Jack Nicholson pulls out of his pants at the end of the 89 Batman uh, there, but just some really nice designs on these guys here. I know these guys actually end up on a lot of the tops of uh, Top Spawn uh, figure lists, and there is just some absolutely great sculpting going on on these. They are statues, though. Uh, there's really next to no articulation on them. I mean, Sam can move his feet. They have cut joints in it, and I think Twitch can move his arms. I do have them there somewhere, but uh, yeah, not <laughs> not ones you're going to be posing in uh, different ways at all. Now, coming up, we also got another series of Spawn Reborn, uh, where they updated uh, some Spawn sculpts that we had in the past. So we have the She-Spawn 2. So this is the hyper-detailed, unarticulated uh, She-Spawn, done in more red uh, colours like a variant of the original. Uh, we have Cyberspawn. He's done in white and black colouring. We have... This one's called Spawn the Raven Knight, but it's nothing to do with Raven Spawn at all. It's the Spawn the Black Knight sculpt uh, from the original Dark Ages wave, and he's done in sort of a more darker and bone colour, and he's oozing sort of this green liquid out of where there was sort of burnt uh, design uh, on him before, which is kind of a clever reuse, not just keeping it as sort of burn marks, but using the sort of sculpt there and colouring it differently, and it sort of becomes uh, something slightly different there with sort of this, uh, the green blood of a spawn. Uh, we also have the manga she spawn done in more spawn colours here of sort of black, whites and reds. Uh, which is definitely a nicer touch-up of that sculpt. If you are looking for that sculpt, this is the better one to choose from. Speaking of adding more spawn colours, we have uh, Interlink Spawn, which is the middle part of the Interlink uh, Spawn series that I just really uh, don't get or understand. But at least here it's done in actual spawn uh, colours. I can understand it a slight bit more, but I'm still not. Uh, fully convinced on these guy and we also have an update to the wonderful mandarin spawn and this time done uh in more whites and blacks as well uh really touching upon uh the great detail that comes out in this sculpt like particularly where it's got whites and the sort of black wash over it like the dragon image in the middle of the chest is just glorious so uh, that's a very old sculpt uh by the time we've gotten here in 2004 that's uh, about five years old at that time but uh it's holding its own off even uh the modern redone uh, in that spawn reborn wave so really cool stuff there coming up into series 26 uh they're sticking with that cover theme it must have been going really strong with them we get a hyper detail update of tremor who's looking really cool uh we get a new tiffany uh based off issue 45 uh we get a new version of the curse 
that uh, sort of creepy green hooded guy. Now, he used to have these little critters that follow him around. He comes with a couple of those based on his feet. Uh, it's a uh, really nice design uh, on this figure. He's he's probably one of my favourite this way. There's just a lot of personality, and uh, you definitely see the Greg Capullo artwork coming off this guy. Another one of my favourites of this wave uh, is Spawn the Black Knight, uh, based off the cover of Spawn Dark Ages, uh, issue one. Now, I haven't read much of Spawn the Dark Ages comics. I believe that uh, Lord Covenant really doesn't wear this style of costume uh, at all in the book. It's more of sort of a bony uh, design, but uh, it's definitely a cool uh, medieval design to spawn. There's nothing really armorish about him, but you can definitely see where he's taken it off of sort of gargoyle uh, architecture here. And uh, a very nice figure. I actually have this figure, but uh, to be honest, I picked him up when I got him out of a discount bin, not uh, one straight fresh off the shelf. Uh, we also have Spawn issue 8, uh, which is a very classic Spawn image. It's him sort of leaning over an edge with his uh, green necroplasm hand glowing as he's reaching down. So I often mistake this uh, with issue 1, uh, but uh, a very iconic image of Spawn. And they also used it, that sort of classic suit of the red, extra red on uh, the chest and the arms for the next figure, uh, which is based off issue 7 where he's loaded up with different guns and he's got um, bullet bandoliers all down his chest and grenades and it's that sort of heavily armoured uh, look to spawn, which is another great... It's just got so many looks. Hamburger head, no hamburger head, armed up, leaning on a gargoyle, spikes coming out. Like, he's a very versatile character with his look. And you also got a great box set of Spawn versus Saigor here. So a nice uh, update to Saigor, who is a fan favourite character. Uh, so, you know what? This was actually a pretty good year uh, for Spawn. Now, the Collector's Club was still... Uh, going strong, they did sort of a um, couple of larger figures. He had Redemption Spawn and the Spawn jumping out with his cape flowing out like bat wings from issue 43. He had a four-inch version of Spawn released uh, to tie in with uh, Soul Calibur. Uh, you got a new see-through version of the Heap uh, released. We got a repaint of that horrible biker chick figure, which once again, not a big fan of. We got some new samurai spawn figures, which this was something I found out about later in life. So I don't actually own these, but I might need to track them down. Uh, so it's a samurai archer versus samurai spawn, and the samurai spawn has a new head sculpt. Now, I don't like the head sculpt as much as the original, but it's not, not a bad one. It's just a bit more uh, plainer. There's no sort of demonic uh, look to it. And his colours are a little bit more brighter and garish here. I prefer the darker colours of the original Samurai Spawn, but uh, it still uses that fantastic buck. So uh, if you can't get the original, this is a high recommend, but I think the original's easier to come by. And they also did another sort of robot spawn uh, two-pack with, uh, I think it was the... Which ones were? It was the Ro Manga Samurai Spawn and I think the Cyber Spawn uh, in there. But the Robot Spawns, as you might have guessed, are not my favourite versions. But uh, probably the uh, coolest figure in terms of it being completely new that they did for the Collector's Club. But also one uh, they probably did for the Collector's Club because it's controversial. Uh, is a classic Spawn character known as Billy Kincaid. Now, Billy Kincaid did appear in the original comics. And he actually... 
appeared on the HBO show animated series uh, of Spawn, which I don't think I really touched on in the first episode. But around the time of the first movie, they also had an animated series on HBO, uh, which sounds impressive, but HBO wasn't uh, the HBO as we know it today. But uh, they were definitely getting into their <laughs> being able to do things on TV that you normally uh, couldn't. And uh, Todd's idea for having it on HBO was basically they would let him do an R-rated version of Spawn. So there's a lot of swearing and nudity in the show. And Billy Kincaid isn't a character uh, that you would have in the regular uh, run of Spawn if it was a Saturday morning animated cartoon show. Uh, Billy Kincaid is a child murderer. I don't think they ever went into him being a child molester, but he definitely is a young child murderer uh, who is very creepy. He's an ice cream uh, truck driver who would collect kids and torture them and murder them in his basement. And in an early issue of Spawn, uh, Spawn uh, tracks this guy down and brutally kills him and kind of tortures him and hangs him up. And I do think this was Todd sort of venting his own frustrations at uh, being a father and reading about horrible people like this uh, in the news and uh, sort of venting his uh, angle on what he would do if he ever came across someone like this in uh, real life or what he wished he could do if he came across someone like this in real life. And uh, definitely a controversial uh topics so uh it actually led to if you read the original uh spawn comics uh wanda uh who i'm not talking about spawn's wife but uh todd mcfarlane who he named uh wanda after his actual wife was the editor on the spawn comics and this is the issue she actually left on she uh didn't want any part of this issue uh that he was doing so uh it was controversial before anyone else outside of the spawn office had even uh seen it but uh it is definitely uh classic in that it's one of the more famous spawn issues and they did represent it in plastic form here of the dead uh billy kincaid body now uh this is one it doesn't offend me i'm very hard to offend in life but i've got no need for a child murderer corpse <laughs> action figure uh here on uh my stands but uh they definitely did prove that there were ways of getting different action figures uh out there now there's a lot of characters in the spawn mythos that are yet to receive uh plastic form i could have done with a lot more of them rather than that guy but uh he does uh, definitely universe build uh to steal a phrase from one of my co-hosts there on that one now coming across into 2005 i was a bit older at this point i just finished high school i was starting off my college life and into university we uh Start to see the uh, new series of Spawn Reborn to kick off the year, where we have uh, Warrior Lilith from that other weird uh, versions line with the Malbolger Spawn sort of redone in sort of blacks and reds. I, I really don't like this figure, to be honest. Uh, the core one in this wave for me is a redo of the Grave Digger si- figure from Series 8. Now, <laughs> Grave Digger's 
he's another one of those figures kind of like Raven Spawn. They touch on him a bit and they keep coming back to him. I don't quite know why, but obviously someone uh, likes this design. You actually have a single figure release of the Blood Axe Viking Spawn. Now, this was the Spawn that was riding the horse. So if you do want a individual version of him, you can pick up this guy. He's done in more blacks uh, in terms of his color palette, but this way you don't have to pay so much with the big horse and all that chipping. Uh, we get a sort of more black colored re- version of the Redeemer. Uh, from the series we saw last year. Now we have the Viper King, which was released all the way back in the, I think it was the first Dark Ages uh, spawn line, and he was kind of a snake cobra man. But here he's actually coloured in spawn colours, so uh, then he was his own separate character. I don't know if they're sort of expanding on the universe and saying when he died he made a deal with Malbolger and came back as a... Uh, Hellspawn himself, but uh, kind of a cool uh, choice for an update. I like when they do uh, some weird spawns, like the werewolf spawn and uh, here with the viking spawn. And we also get a recolor of the raven spawn based off the Ashley Wood uh, artwork, and here it's done in uh, much more spawn colors than Ashley Wood uh, coloring, so the blacks, the whites, and the reds on the cape, but they are very cool. Uh, design there. It's kind of nice seeing as much as I love Ashley Wood's artwork it's nice seeing it done in some realistic colours and uh, getting a different perspective on the artwork in terms of the main spawn line though with series 28 we got our uh, second uh, commando spawn so it's him absolutely covered in guns and knives and grenades and uh man if he fell in a puddle he'd drown just with the amount of weight that he's carrying on him there but uh i do love the commando spawn so it's a uh, great uh look to him and it's just i mean spawn's a 90s character and there's nothing much more 90s than just being packed to the brim with guns we get an update to the grave digger once again i mentioned this This is a bit of an odd uh weird side character that someone just must love because they keep coming back to this guy we get an update i'm going to use update in air quotes he's known as zombie spawn too but really this guy has nothing in common with that original zombie spawn uh that came out back in like 97 this guy's just sort of a weird emancipated spawn that's holding a sickle with sort of a faded uh cape going on there in blue colors it's almost got like barbed wire straps rather than spike straps around it it's it is a cool design uh but i don't quite get what zombie about him but at the same time i can see it's a it's a withered body if that kind of it doesn't make any sense to what i'm saying if you have a look at the figure you'll know what i mean it's it's a withered ghoulish body but i don't know if it's quite a zombie whereas spawn's already a burnt uh, body anyway so it's it's a weird uh spot in between those lines uh we get an update to the mandarin spawn which is a cool design but i don't think it quite uh lives up to its original uh this guy any other thing would be a great figure uh but yeah he's he's stepping into uh into big territory here trying to live up to mandarin spawn and it is great he's close he just just doesn't yeah i think it's the head sculpt comes across a little cartoonish for me i think that might just needed a, a slight work there uh, on that one now we do get uh, an update as well to the lotus warrior angel uh, now she's given extra arms here now i'm biased because i love my samurai spawn this this one uh also just 
doesn't live up to that original core geisha design. Now, she's got a bit of a geisha design to her, but they've tried to go with a bit more of a ceremonial outfit on her here, and it's just just not clicking with me uh, the same way. Uh, we also get a cyber spawn too, which once again, more robotic spawn, just doesn't quite click there. Uh, with me the cool uh set here was uh we get a second urizen that actually came with a tiny spawn so it's uh based off i think issue 99 uh panel in there where spawn's sort of shooting his necroplasm blast uh up at him and uh some really great design here and this was a big massive uh box set even though the spawn is uh tiny and not to scale with the other figures uh definitely gives you an idea of how big urizen is as a character and that was actually uh for the most part uh it's in the oh no that this is why it's such a small wave i once again i missed one here in my notes which was spawn series 27 which is uh once again based off cover and artwork here we get uh the first retail release of wanda uh it's her in her wedding dress in front of a stained glass window it's a great figure uh but uh, this was a peg warmer uh, which is always a shame to say with a female figure because I do hate uh, that stereotype, but uh, this is definitely a figure that lived up to that stereotype and is probably an example that people hold up. Uh, Wonder in a wedding dress is uh, <laughs> one of the classic peg warmers uh, of this line, but uh, don't judge it by that. It is actually a nice figure. Uh, we have the Vandalizer uh, to redone now this guy was just based off an original artwork he's not actually based off a cover even though he's in a cover series and he's looking very cool and nasty i like he's got some nice see-through like yellow bile drool coming out of his mouth he's just a really cool creepy demon design we get uh, Spawn based off issue 131, which is kind of a cool desert warfare uh, design Spawn. He sort of wrapped his cape around his head uh, there in sort of a Lawrence of Arabia style. And he's carrying a big, massive cable-like gun. So I actually really like uh, this figure. Uh, he's one you can find fairly easy, but he's a great design. Uh, we have the Clown 5, which is a clown sort of jumping up and down on a bit of different garbage pile. He's cool, but uh, the clown figure that came before uh, is really far superior uh, to this one. We get a screaming hamburger head uh, spawn based off issue art of 85. Uh, but probably the coolest figure in this wave is... Uh, spawn based off issue 119 and that's gunslinger spawn so this is actually a relative of al simmons that you learn who was also a hell spawn in the wild west and it's just kind of a cool cowboy design spawn but they went sort of not your classic cowboy route he's wearing a nice long duster and he's got sort of a long stovepipe uh top hat design and you sort of uh uh, normal cowboy hat, but uh, really cool uh, piece there. You did also get uh, another one of these two-pack box sets, which is uh, Spawn versus Al Simmons. So it's returning to the uh, Al Simmons uh, army design, taking on Spawn. Uh, this is based off issue 86. So I don't think from memory I've read 86, but Spawn constantly battles Al Simmons in his own psyche. So uh, I'm sure it was just based off uh one of those events uh in time so that for the most part wraps up 2005 now around this time they were also doing these weird little 
trading three-inch figures that were based off uh, a lot of uh, figure molds that they'd done before in the past. Now, they're kind of cool, but uh, all of them are figures that we have already covered here, so I'm not going to jump back and go into those. That's sort of their own separate line with uh, nothing new uh, really coming out there. Now, kicking off here in 2006... We saw the Spawn line start to go back to the comic series for inspiration, and we got a lot of figures that uh, were involved in the current storyline. We had uh, Zera and Thamuz, uh, who, to be honest, I've kind of forgotten what their role is. I mean, Zera, she kind of looks like uh, an angel warrior, but from memory, she's not connected with them at all. Thamuz had kind of replaced Malbolger as a big bad uh, demon creature at the time. And if I'm remembering correctly, like the world had actually ended for yet another point, but it would come back uh, in the Spawn run. We had a more modern Spawn with Spawn 9 that... Uh, he's very similar to the spawns uh, we'd gotten uh, throughout the Kapulu years. He uh, doesn't have the big hand claw or the pulgin uh, as much, and he's got a bit more texture in the blackness of his costume, but uh, nothing super new here. We do get a new uh, update to the ninja design spawn, and it's fairly faithful to that figure that came out all the way back in uh, Wave 3 and then just updated with more detail here. He's kind of a cool design but once again these are all uh mixed statues like zera is actually down on her knees she's uh <laughs> if you don't like that pose that's the only pose she's uh definitely standing in and it's down and crouched the cooler two figures in this wave though is the disciple uh he's kind of another version of a redeemer uh type character he's got sort of like a templar cross on his face with the number 13 and a quarter of his head and the top of his head's on fire and then the interesting figure here is a character who was appearing in the comics uh, that was kind of an FU to Neil Gaiman, and that was the Man of Miracles. Now, the Man of Miracles might sound like a bit of a familiar name to you, and it would. Uh, it was basically Todd using Miracle Man, but legally uh, finding a loophole which allowed him to do so. Uh, so we did get a figure of this. Now, it's pretty much the Miracle Man costume. It's just Man of Miracles is wearing uh, jackets and pants and a T-shirt, but uh, the colour markings and that do sort of hint all the way the same. Uh, through here so if you are a miracle marvel man collector uh this might be a little side note uh for your action figure collection there we got a whole bunch more of these trading figures uh they did do the santa one in this one so he could be a cool little cheap version if you're after that santa spawn for your uh christmas collection and ornaments and then we only other got one uh, other wave uh, this year. This is a sign of things starting to slow down uh, for Spawn. Collectors weren't uh, coming through as much as they once were, but uh, I do remember collectors definitely being excited about this wave, and it was Spawn, the animated series. So McFarlane were getting a lot of bad feedback at this time for being mixed statues, and basically what's cool about their figures is their hyper detail and 
design, but there's not a lot you could uh, do with them. And <laughs> this line was apparently just a bit of a response uh, to that to show that there was more uh, coolness going into their designs than just hyper detail. Uh, so they decided to jokingly do a wave of Spawn figures based on the idea of if Spawn had had a Saturday morning animated TV show. Uh, once, as mentioned, they, it actually did have its own animated show, but these aren't figures based off that. It's a, a fictional Saturday morning animated TV show. And for the most part, it's characters we've seen before. And so it's uh, Tiffany, it's Cygor, it's Overt Kill. You get a new character in Omega Spawn, which was kind of just their version of the mini robot spawns, like just the bane of my uh, run here, robot spawns. Uh, we have the Redeemer and we have uh, Spawn himself, who's curiously named Spawn 10 because he, he pretty much is the basic Spawn, but really it's an alternate reality Spawn, so it shouldn't have Spawn 10 on it. Um, but it does sound cool saying uh, Spawn X. Now, he actually does come with a swappable head, and it's a uh, plain human skin, uh, Al Simmons, under there. And these guys, uh, while they, they are really fantastic, they do really capture those uh, great animated figures uh, when done in the past. So if you imagine things, uh, like they're kind of larger versions of Justice League Unlimited uh, figures. They are really cool, and I'm sure the designers use Bruce Tim uh, works as a bit of inspiration for what's being shown here. Now, unfortunately, they didn't have great articulation, so while they responded to the idea of uh, McFarlane doing mixed statues, they still just didn't quite cover that full uh, itch here. I mean, even just some better leg articulation would have been good uh, in these guys. But uh, it definitely was a step forward. There were uh, collectors definitely very happy uh, seeing these uh, figures come out. And it must have done well for them because they are going to return to that line before Spawn is done and hangs up its hat. Uh, before we got that then, though, we did get another series of sort of weird otherworld design spawns uh, as we move into the next year here now of 2007. We had the Nightmare Spawn, which is sort of weird goat-legged, uh, very sort of classic devil uh, image of Spawn. We had a Necrocop Spawn, which is kind of Spawn meets Robocop in design. We had a proper Lord Covenant figure. Uh, now, from my understanding, this is very much how Lord Covenant from the Dark Ages of Spawn comics actually appeared through most of the run. He's sort of got like a peeled skin with big teeth look to his face. Uh, we had a Goddeth Lyra uh, and a Spawn to go with her, which is uh, Spawn the Marauder. Now, I could be wrong here, but I believe both Lyra and Spawn the Marauder actually came from an alternate reality Spawn comic called Spawn the God Slayer that was about Spawn going around and killing off uh, these mythical god creatures. Now, I could uh, be wrong there on that one. I'm pretty sure Lyra is, but um, Spawn the Marauder might just be a similar design to the Spawn that appeared in that series. And we also get a uh, another Al Simmons spawn here, and this is another one where he's chocked up with guns and bandoliers. And he's sort of jumping over a brick wall uh, here, very militaristic style, and he's got his cape sort of wrapped around 
uh, his face here is a bit of a dude rag uh, handkerchief there, sort of similar to the Spawn 4 uh, design. It's almost a little bit of an update uh, to that one there. We got a whole bunch of more uh, little trading figure spawns. Uh, now, this wave of the trading figure spawns actually did have uh, some cool figures re-released in it. Uh, my ones I'd point you towards would be that uh, Spawn 4 with all the different guns uh, and, of course, my favourite Samurai Spawn done in this tiny little scale uh, there, which is uh, quite cool. And then at the end of the year, we got to Spawn 32, which was a return to that animated series uh, Spawn line, where here we got Tremor, we got a new uh, Commando Spawn done in the animated style, where he comes with an absolutely insane uh, massive chain gun that's almost as big as the figure himself. We got Creech done in the animated design. Always nice to see Papa Capullo getting some love here. It's not just Todd McFarlane characters. Uh, we see Raven Spawn yet again. Uh, God, someone loved that design. He's a great design. I don't want to complain about that. He's much better than a robot spawn. But man, that for just a weird offshoot figure, he just would not die like a spawn himself. Uh, we got a new Omega spawn, which has sort of like these chain gun arms. We have Agent 8. Now, Agent Ain, I'm a bit conflicted in. She's uh, just like a female character in a black cat suit, but this is kind of the Saturday morning update to the Biker Chick uh, Hell Spawn, which, as you know from listening to this episode already, is my least favourite Spawn figure. Uh, but I do kind of like the joke here of like, okay, if we're doing Biker Chick in a Saturday morning animated cartoon show, uh, how do we do here? So I don't quite know if this is an in-joke against Biker Chick as a figure, or if it's someone like Biker Chick as a figure and including here. So I have, I'm a bit mixed on this one uh, here. If it is an in-joke, then I, I'm a little bit uh, more up with it. And we also get a re-release of the Spawn figure, but this time uh, he's done in blue rather than black, which is kind of a nice nod to the variant of the very original uh, Spawn figure back in Series 1. Uh, and that rounded up 2007. And that brings us to our very last year uh, of Spawn getting action figure releases, at least for some time. Uh, so we're here now in 2008, and this was my last year of uh, university. Uh, I was about to step out into the wide world. Uh, it was also the end of Spawn. So Spawn had pretty much been there throughout my entire schooling life. Uh, it kicked off really as a comic uh, when I started prep and uh, was ending here uh, as figures uh, when I was uh, finishing uh, my time in the learning community. Uh, now, Spawn Series 33, they they almost won me over here. They went back to a time period and did a full uh, wave and cast of characters. So this is Spawn in ancient Egypt, uh, which is a time period that I do uh, quite love and appreciate. Uh, here we get a the monstrous demon creature with the Crocodile King. We get a Scarab Assassin. We get a Soldier of Ra. We get the Jackal King, which, once again, uh, we're getting jackals touched upon uh, in these ancient worlds, but Jackal feels more appropriate here than uh, Japan. We have the Warrior Isis, uh, which is a uh, nice uh, nod back to the angel 
designs, and we have Spawn the Immortal, which is ancient Egypt uh, Spawn, where he uh, really is basically just a Spawn. He's actually a cool Spawn design. He's just uh, got bits of rope and an animal head uh, helmet piece that you can put on him here that's sort of like a ram's uh, skull. But for the most part, uh, he's he's fairly... Uh, fairly much spawn if you take those little pieces uh, off him. Now, one of the things I did find funny here is the warrior angel design of Isis. She looks very Cleopatra, uh, if you can imagine that sort of uh, our modern take on what ancient Egyptian women uh, look like. And the crocodile king... Uh, these figures came out uh, kind of right around the time that 52 was going on uh, over at... DC and these characters very much remind me of Isis and I'm forgetting his name as like Scarbus or something uh, who, who was a crocodile creature uh, in the Black Adam storyline of 52 and these guys seem to be almost copies right off the page um, of both those characters. Now that said uh, with production and lead time uh, I'm sure it's just coincidence and Kanduk, the Black Adam country does draw a uh, lot of inspiration from ancient Egypt uh, so I'm sure it's just coincidence but it was very weird having these guys pop out on the shelf. And that also leads us to our last full wave of spawn figures that we actually really ever got, and that spawned 34, and once again, this was sort of a bit of a uh, reborn wave of a couple of figures. So we have the Wings of Redemption Spawn 2, which is spawned with the uh, lovely angel wings. This time, the angel wings have little spikes coming out the top of them, almost like a plover, uh, and his uh, outfit is a little bit more detailed, but... Uh, uh, for the most part, it's just that Redemption Spawn reposed. We have a new Manga Spawn, uh, which he's taking... Uh, he almost looks like he's a bit more race car-y design. He does also have a lot more Manga influence into him, where his hands are quite huge and he has these uh, tiny feet. But it's another Robo Spawn that I just never clicked with. Uh, now, the weird one of the wave is we get Poacher 2. Now, you might have noticed I didn't really talk too much from memory about Poacher 1. Poacher 1 actually was released in one of those fish tank uh, collector sets I talked about earlier on uh, back in episode 1 uh, and he actually didn't belong to Spawn. He belonged to another wave of figures known as Total Chaos that were being done uh, by McFarlane Toys which the concept of I'm never quite too sure where it came from. It sort of sounded like a video game, like it was Todd McFarlane's pitch of a fighting game. It kind of has a bit of a Masters of the Universe vibe where it's just all these uh, different versions of characters from different realities and time coming and uh, doing battle. And uh, the poacher comes from sort of a... I'm uh, blanking on the word for it, but anamorphic uh, animals, uh, sort of animals with human bodies uh, running around. So it's a new version of that character uh, there. Included. He's a very nice design. Uh, there is always something kind of neat when you take animals and uh, give them human elements and put that into action figure form. So uh, he's a cool design. And the last one is a pirate spawn too. Now, this pirate spawn definitely does come on the heels of Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's that tri-corner hat and uh, the long pirate coke with the uh, big, um, uh, the big cuffs and uh, sort of the 
uh, buccaneer boots and uh, that coming through went off. And he's sort of <laughs> one thing I do like is that that weird uh, zombie flesh melting that Spawn has here has kind of gone a bit of a blue coloured, which uh, I I don't know uh, my biology of a dead body at all but i feel like that's sort of a bit of a reference to a dead body at sea it might sort of change and go a bit of different color uh there on his return he also has a lot of different paraphernalia hanging off his belt which was a very jack sparrow uh thing sort of shrunken heads and uh little pieces there so i'm i'm sure they were definitely looking at those movies when taking inspiration uh now that's also sort of the end of spawn he really had kind of died at retail there that last wave although it was common did appear a bit now the next year did see a statue get released uh which is a giant spawn hamburger head with another uh huge massive gun and then spawn went quiet for many years now todd mcfarland did do a couple of statues here and there there was a medieval spawn and a curse of the spawn and then just uh, this, well, I was going to say this very year, but it's actually this past year, uh, we actually got the announcement that Spawn is returning to action figure form. Uh, and that is with the Colortops uh, six-inch uh, McFarlane figures that they have been doing. Now, I was really hoping, fingers crossed, I would actually have this in hand to jump from this moment and go to a toy review uh, of this figure. Unfortunately, it did miss its delivery date here in Australia. I was meant to have it in hand uh, by the 30th of December, but uh, it didn't arrive, sadly. Uh, so I will have to cover it on a future episode. Uh, I was looking forward to it. It does have some great pieces, but I actually ended up picking up another Color Tops uh, before this, which was the Assassin's Creed figure. And let me just say that figure might actually be one of the first figures where I have multiple red cards in the one figure itself. It does have some good things to it. Uh, I'm not going to make out that it's an absolute horrendous figure, but there were (laughs) numerous things in that that I was also disappointed with. So uh, I'm hoping not to have that with uh, this Color Top Spawn. But for those that don't know, It is a very basic spawn. Uh, He's just got one chandelier of bullets and uh, does come with a couple of guns. But if you were to remove those, he's very basic. Uh, Now, there are two versions. There's a marked version and a hamburger head version. Uh, The hamburger head version does come with reds under the M, but no reds on the actual hands uh, itself, which is kind of an odd design now this spawn is known as spawn rebirth now i do believe the spawn rebirth is referring to his return to action figure form al simmons uh, after being dead for numerous issues has recently returned to the title role in the comics but uh from what i can tell this spawn has nothing to do uh with that return of al uh there in the comics which just as a little side note um I did start reading some Spawn again. I haven't actually read The Return of Al Simmons, but I read the arc that takes place after that, which is known as The Satan Wars. And uh, although it was co-written by Todd McFarlane, the main writer was actually Eric Larson of Spider-Man 
and Savage Dragon fame. And I, I do really like Eric Larson uh, as a writer, and uh, he definitely does some great things uh, with Spawn. It was uh, his idea to make the white M on his chap a map of the underworld, uh, which was uh, very nice. And uh, some really great cliffhangers uh, in that story. So it's one that you can pretty much... Uh, by by itself and uh, read it uh, was very nice. Some great spawn and clown interactions uh, in there. So uh, and it's not too badly priced. I think the spawn trades were like seventeen dollars uh, Australian that I picked up recently. I'm just about to start the actual return of Al Simmons uh, trades there, but uh, not too bad uh, in terms of price if you are thinking of sticking your toe back into the spawn mythos. Uh, but I am excited to have these spawn rebirth figures. Uh, return. I am happy to have uh, Spawn, which is such a classic character in my action figure collecting life, uh, once again being around, particularly with uh, the company that really he kicked off and created uh, doing so well with things like Walking Dead and uh, their recent run at Halo. Like it, it is nice to see him also get some time uh, in the action figure world. Now, speaking of Halo... There was actually another Spawn figure uh, released in that dark time of uh, Spawn figures not coming out, and that was a Halo Spartan figure done for San Diego Comic-Con, I believe around 2010, I could be wrong, uh, that uh, had the Spawn design over it. And technically it is a Hell Spawn in the Halo universe. Uh, he is in there on the Halo wiki, so uh, a nice little touch there. He does go for a pretty is another one I've been uh, searching for over the years when the mood takes me and uh, yet to find one there at the right price. But uh, definitely a uh, cool little guy uh, there. And that uh, also is going to wrap up my look at Todd McFarlane's Spawn action figure line. So once again, guys, thank you so much for joining me uh, here on this run. I'm going to just take a quick little bit break and i'll be back with some episode feedback so uh cheers guys and remember don't sell your soul he's got it in my side funny funny he's our man if you can't kill him no i can't yay funny s to the p to the a to the four s to the p to the a to the four go funny go funny well, guys, just before we finish off, I did want to say that while we may be on hiatus at the moment, we are still out there. Uh, so if you have any questions, comments or suggestions on future episodes uh, that you want to hear, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com or you can reach us directly through many other social media manners. We are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook. You can even get in touch with me personally over at Twitter or Instagram at eddie, E-double-D-I-E, 3429. Uh, so I would love uh, some feedback on this episode. Uh, second half of Spawn, 
what were some of your favourite figures? Did I miss one of your favourite figures? I know there might have been a couple there in the Collector Club. Uh, they're they're kind of hard to track down, uh, to throw in. I even um, thought about uh, just after recording that I actually somehow missed the animated Mammon uh, figure, and Mammon is a, a big part of Spawn lore, who never got a main figure, but they did uh, do him in that animated line for the Collector's Club. So I'm sure there are others out there that I missed. It's not a definitive look. Uh, so maybe some of you guys out there have a hidden gem that I myself am even yet to come across. So thank you again for joining me here uh, for this little pet project of mine. Uh, I do have a few other full line breakdowns planned in the near future, so definitely keep your ears out for them. And also keep your iPods ready and uh, set for many more of these mini episodes coming out during our hiatus months. There's still plenty of cool things to come. So uh, once again, thank you for joining me, and uh, until next time, uh, good journey. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. I'm going to stop here because my Skype suddenly activated on my Xbox. I don't know why. It's going to make noise. We also... uh, And I got a phone call. Who uses landlines anymore? They're trying to pull me out of the Matrix. Shut up. I don't even know if you can hear the phone call ringing. I might have just stopped this podcast recording full halt for no reason.